Welcome to church. I'm Stephanie, host of Your Atheist Pastor. We're putting a friendly face on atheism and helping to connect atheists with each other and build community. Today I have a wonderful woman, Natalie, as our featured atheist. She talks a lot about, you know, things that we all talk about. So dating, fresh out of a relationship with someone who's a fundamentalist, even though she was clear at the beginning. Well, okay, maybe he's not a fundamentalist, but he is more religious than she can handle. <laughs> and then um, she's also, her, her past as a teenager, she had a, a pretty awful, molesty church experience. So she doesn't go into a ton of detail about it, but she is an open book, an unfiltered type person, and a yapper. So if you have questions for her or just want to say hi, please touch base with her on the Yappers page, uh, Facebook Yappers group. With that said, she was great to talk to. It was really a blast. We ended up doing it on one room mic in one of the studios here. So, so it, it may not sound perfect, but I want, you know, I want, I, I don't want to be great right off the bat because I want you guys to see how much I improve over the next few months. So even though I did actually figure out how to use the two mics in the room, I didn't know that until after we recorded the interview. So, you know what? Oh, well, that's how it goes. That said, Here's Natalie. All right. Well, my featured atheist for this week is Natalie. Natalie. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm getting <laughs> over a cold, but I'll survive. Yeah, you still sound great. Thanks. All right. So... Where in the world are you from, Natalie? I am from the humble little central coast of California. Right now I'm living in Orchid. I grew up in Napomo. Wow, cool. So actually, we're sitting here together because that's where I am, too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You all know that. So um, how long have you been an atheist? I got out of the... Stopped drinking the Kool-Aid in about 2006, so it's it's been a little over wow. 13 years now. That's pretty awesome. So, um, how did how did that happen? Gosh, where do I start? So, um, I mean, I got I got sucked into a, a religious group in high school because they were these these tricky youth groups were throwing these like cute skate park rallies where <laughs> skater dudes would come and then they had these like Christian rocker dudes that would come out and I just totally fell for these cute boys. Do you remember those youth groups <laughs> around here? I do remember the youth groups yeah. and I'm sad to say I believe we invested a little bit into some of those <laughs> Exactly. Uh, I mean, yes. they're, they're smart about it because yep. a bunch of me and my friends, we had no interest in Jesus at all. We just wanted to go for the cute boys. <laughs> and I started dating this guy that was a cute skater boy and he was in a few Christian rocker bands and just got sucked in. And um, I got... Can I, should I tell you this story? You can so tell the story. The <laughs> first time I went to that church with him, it was a Pentecostal church and people were speaking in tongues and oh they boy. were on the ground rolling around. It was, I was at this quote unquote revival <laughs> and there were, Stephanie, there were people on the ground. They called it travailing in the spirit. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I, I know. <laughs> there was about four larger women on the ground. <laughs> And they had their legs open, and they were pretending as if they were giving birth. And the pastor was explaining that they were oh. birthing things in the spirit. <laughs> so this is how freaking crazy this church was. Oh, okay, hold on. So, <laughs> so okay, so that was that your first experience with church? No, when I was about five, my I, I went to a Baptist church for a little bit with my mom, and it was harmless. I felt like it was fun, fun and games. But the second my mom, we only went for a couple of years. The second my mom got divorced, they were very unsupportive. Oh. And and she left wow. the church, and she was just kind of over it after that. Um, so I didn't go for a long time after that, but I re um, I visited it again, literally just because of a stupid boy that I fell in love with in high school. Uh, boys, yeah, dumb boys. <laughs> and I, you know, when you are these youth group people, they they trap you when you're a teenager, and they want they want to 
tell you how to think and feel and you don't know any better sometimes. So so I got more so sucked in at that point. And I, I have to say I was scared when I went to that that church. I was freaking out a little bit. But then my boyfriend at the time and his family kept convincing me to come back and uh, the main the main motive was fear. They were very mm-hmm. much a hell preaching church, and they said I, w- me, and my entire family was going to burn in hell forever. And didn't just say that; they went into really gory details. Have you ever read that book, The Divine Revelation of Hell? When you were going to church, oh, I have not. It's really <laughs> fucking scary, and that's one of the first books they have you read, and you just get scared shitless. And, and you and you're how old at this point? Are you I'm, reading this? I'm only 14 years old. Wow. And it goes into gruesome detail about what they do to you in hell, according to the apocrypha books that have been taken out of the Bible. And, oh, God, it's just really scary stuff. And I think I was just scared. And it got to the point to where I had so much anxiety. I remember when I got my license, one time the pastor gave a sermon on even if you have to obey the laws of the land. So even if you went over the speed limit to pass somebody and you died in that moment, you would go to hell. Oh, my God. So I still feel like even though it's been 13 years, I still recover from feeling this constant uh, fear of everything you're doing is wrong and you're going to go to hell. And that was my main motivation for going to church, which isn't that sad. It's very sad. It's terrible. I so, mean, your main motivation should have been something I would hope happy. Yeah, and it definitely wasn't. I was scared. And this this particular church was, um, I mean, very much a preaching hellfire type church. And you know what's funny and sad? The main pastor of that particular church came out years later. He had um, a, a very gnarly moment in front of the whole church where he repented and he admitted to taking the church's money and he was getting prostitutes at the time. (laughs) He said he had a porn addiction, just all these things. So it made sense that every every church uh, service, it was constantly repenting. We're going to hell because of everything he was doing, I guess, on the side. I mean, just some really shady stuff. So he was taking you down with him? That's what you're saying? Yeah, (laughs) I think so. I think that's why the theme of that church was like that. I mean, I could go into it. So if if you want to know more of it. You can tell as much as you want, Natalie. (laughs) Okay. So I... When I got a little bit older, 16 and 17, I was involved in this internship at the church and the associate pastor of this church. um, There was probably about seven of us interns, and we were going through Global University, um, Bereans Bible College, through correspondence. So he was having us lead some youth groups. I was pretty heavily involved in this point, and um, this is where things started to get really messed up, but I had... I wasn't the only girl, but he started having a sexual affair with myself and about two other girls that oh I know boy. of. Oh boy. And he was married, and he had two children, and he oh. <laughs> he made us call him his spiritual father. It got real fucked up, Stephanie. That, that sounds pretty bad. And so many people always tell me, well, Natalie, you're just, you're, your experience is super jaded. Like, it, not all churches are like this. But, I'm I, Stephanie, I've talked to so many people yeah. who've had similar experiences as, as me that have gotten pretty much raped in yeah. the church at that time. And I admit that I was, I, I wanted to do everything this man said. We looked up to him so mm-hmm. much. He, he used to teach us that anything that we say we were to question him, the Bible says that is a form of rebellion, which is a form of witchcraft. So we were, <laughs> we were accused of witchcraft <laughs> if we even questioned anything he said. And it got real, real messy real quick. And it went on for a few years. And there was just, I remember there was a day I woke up and I I don't know what it was. I really can't. But I just remember waking up and being like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. yeah. And it was just this epitome. And I I can't really explain it. But after, after seeing this man preach hellfire every Sunday, but then taking teenage girls to the back of the church in the middle of the night and doing terrible things to them. Yeah. And married with kids. And married with kids. It's like you, it's, you feel so ashamed for being so stupid, but you're still a young teenager. And I think, I think my, the main thing I've learned through these terrible experiences with church is just the value of having a mind of your own. Absolutely. I see so many people as they get older, for example, my father, who used to make fun of me for going to church, but now that he's getting into his late 60s, he's 
disappointed in me that I lost my faith and all of a sudden he has faith but he's I think they're afraid they're getting older and they it's just want their ticket. so familiar now yeah. to me, you know? <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> they want their ticket to heaven they want yes. to make sure that they go to heaven when they die or whatever the fear is but it's all fear based yes absolutely well and you just said you you talked about how much more you knew about hell than heaven how yeah. much did you know about heaven they should be talking about the good part right exactly but no they're always saying fear is the heart of love and talking about the fear of God and I, I to this day I still don't understand like why is that the motivation but it works on young dumb kids that still are trusting adults to tell yeah. us the truth right. and that's what makes me so angry about it and even though I got out of this stuff about 13 years ago I, I still feel angry because I have a nephew and niece that I'm raising that are now a sophomore and a freshman Wow, and these people try to br bring their flyers and tell them they're going to hell. I mean, I remember when I was in high school, them trying to get me to not talk to my brother anymore because my brother's gay. And just also oh, little no. things. I grew up, um, my family was a family of musicians, and we loved music, and they said I couldn't listen to any secular music anymore. <laughs> And I could only listen to things that were worshiping God, which really sucked because I loved so much music. Right. And then I grew up in a family that loved horror films. And all that, of course, was letting the devil inside of me. And De I, had I had demons <laughs> inside of me for liking it. So it, it makes you sacrifice who you are as a person. And that's, I think, like I said, I look back and it's, it's all about the value of having a mind of your own. And I, I, I love my horror movies. I love my music. And... I think for young people especially, it's so important to find who you are and to not let anyone tell you how to think and how to feel. And it's great to have influences, of course, but the second somebody's trying to tell you who you can talk to and what you can listen to and you're going to go to hell and burn forever if yes. you don't listen to them, that's, it, it's, it's psychotic. Yeah, you need to stop and think. Yeah. yeah I mean, exactly. I could go on and on and on, but I, you know, it's, it's scary. People always act like, oh, it's... Christians aren't that bad, but I think they're very dangerous. I think they don't know they're dangerous mm -hmm. is the other scary part. Yeah, that's So they true. don't realize they're dangerous because to them, I mean, you know, like you're talking about with your niece and nephew, you have um, that skate park is, the skate park is pretty yeah. enticing. Yeah. You know, like, come on over. We've got, got basketball. <laughs> yeah. We've got snacks. We've got <laughs> yeah. a lot of friends. We've got music. What do you mm -hmm. guys want to do? You know, and by yeah. the way, you just have to buy into the Jesus thing. Yeah. That's all. Totally. <laughs> you know, but, and, and that's what I wish we could have that without it being connected to a church. You yeah. That'd be great. Totally. So don't have to buy into the Jesus thing. Yeah. And yeah. it and it, some of them, I know there are some that are harmless, harmless yes. but at the end of the day, I mean, think about every war that's been started. It all stems from a religious root. <laughs> I agree. And it's so many people have so much hatred, like people that aren't talking to family members simply because they're gay or they have a different belief well, system. Well, and I think that's ridiculous. It's so but, sad. Yes. It's fucked up. Yeah, it and, is. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, why, 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 how is that hurting anyone else? You should yeah. relax, you know? And, and if you're going to help because your brother's gay and you're talking to him, yeah. that is super ridiculous. Yeah. And why do you want to believe in a God that is like that anyways? Right. It's like, really? It... We always joke around. It's like, okay, well, if I'm going to hell, all my friends are going to be there, and there's better records, and there's Absolutely. better Absolutely, right? <laughs> totally. The music's definitely better. <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> totally. I just, I just think it's like, man, we, we all got to be able to love each other and accept our differences, yeah. but... And church is supposed to be that way. Yeah. Let's, God is love and blah, blah, blah. But I have never experienced so much hatred as I have when I was experienced experiencing the church in general yeah and it's it's sad it's really messed up it, stuff it is it's super sad so so you're you're currently a musician did you do christian music then um <laughs> yeah. for how many years did you have to do that oh god it was so <laughs> embarrassing stephanie i was in a, a christian rock band called zion with an x and it was terrible oh wow <laughs> oh my god was it terrible holy crap there's probably still a myspace page of something up myspace <laughs> yeah. wow flashbacks that was a long time ago <laughs> but um god it was it was terrible and i i think did you ever have to do the worship stuff when you went to church no, well, I didn't because yeah. I, I just, I can play the piano, but I don't. Yeah. So, so, um, no, I never got roped into that. I actually hung artwork for a long time. Okay. So I did do that. I did 
what Future X would call yeah, ministry, but okay. I would not call it ministry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just hung some artwork and had a good time. But, um, yeah, I, well, and when we met, mm-hmm. we, you were doing a yeah. Christian project. Yep. Totally. And I was selling your Christian project. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Best I could anyway. Um, so crazy. And that was 2008? Yeah, because yeah. I remember, I think I so. left around 2000. I, I, they, I got married to a Christian man in 2006. and that, I didn't even know that. You got married? Yeah. Wow. It, really young, really stupid. It lasted about nine months. And it was the main reason why we got married so young. We were only about 20 at the time was because... You know, if you have sex before marriage, <laughs> yes. and they were saying, you guys need to get married. That's what the Lord wants and blah, blah, blah. We didn't know each other well. I didn't even like the guy. We met on a blind date, but there was so <laughs> much pressure from that church because he was involved in the internship later in life. And God, it was stupid. But I remember I got out of that in 2006 or 2007. Okay. And then, so it was around that time. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, Scary so without stuff. the church, you would not have felt like you had to get married. Oh yeah, right. Definitely not. I don't think. I don't think I'm the type of person who wants to get married in general. Me neither, and I've yeah. done it twice. Yeah, <laughs> I did it once, and then I got engaged, and I was with someone who for nine years, and that ended. But I think I'm learning. I'm not the type of person that wants to be married. Yeah. And I think there can be different people in your life at different phases in your life, and that's Agreed. okay. Yeah, reason, season, or a lifetime is yeah. the way I like to look at it. <laughs> yeah, um, totally. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think that's great. So so if you're, you know, I guess the, the marriage thing especially, it's like if you're not secure without that paper, Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how the paper is going to help. Yeah, Totally, I agree. You know, and it's and gonna complicate the fuck married out of in the things. eyes of God doesn't yeah. matter at all to me. Yeah, but yeah, so it's it's kind of a, a strange concept, and I get that it works for other people. So anybody's listening, don't get all weird. Yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, you know, for some people, I get it works for it's them. Fine, it's fine. You do you. Yes, it's all good. Totally. But yeah, but the rest of us should not have to. Yeah, abide by that. Definitely. Yeah. And I'm the not, whole premarital sex thing is. I mean, come on. That's just retarded. Do you think anybody? <laughs> Do you think anybody actually follows that rule? I, or do they get married at eighteen? Do I they don't just? Know. I mean, that's it. I want to do it like now. <laughs> I do know some crazy people back then that were like, "I'm gonna wait. To, I'm not even gonna kiss them until our wedding." Oh, day. I've met several of them. Yeah, I think it's uh, mind blowing. It's yes. psychotic. I mean, because <laughs> sex is such a big part of life, right? I mean, if you want it to be, I guess, but. To, to not know if that sexual compatibility is working. And, and That's crazy. It's just, it's psychotic to me. How can you so do too. that? Yeah. And uh, I don't know, but I do know people who have waited, and I do find it psychotic. Um, <laughs> and then I know other people, like myself at the time, <laughs> I was... I was constantly repenting for having sex even as a teenager and <laughs> wow. feeling so bad about it. And it, even, you know, the, the boyfriend that I had in high school that I was talking about that got me sucked in, that poor guy, by by the way, is is such, he's he's got such a bad drug problem he has for Aww. years. He's been in and out of rehab and every time I've talked to him, a lot of it is all the trauma he went through growing up with such a Pentecostal family. And you know, I lost my sister to a drug overdose, so right. I'm very sensitive to people that have that problem. But for him, I know, I know that was his trigger. It yeah. really fucked with his head, and poor guy. But yeah, I remember we were together for about two years in high school, which is a long time for teenagers. But we, I remember <laughs> us having sex, and it was we lo- it was kind of romantic. We lost our virginities <laughs> to each other, and. We really cared about each other, but it's like we we would literally pray after every time. Oh, wow. But it's like, here you are. You're just natural hormones and yeah. things. And we felt like awful, awful every time. But it's, you know, gosh. And that, to me, that's really sad because you shouldn't feel awful, you know, no. after it's like, bah. It's, it's just, it's really sad. It is. You know, feeling bad about something so great. Totally. But, you know. And it's such a wonderful part of life when you, for me, especially coming out of the, you know, basically being molested by this right. person that called himself my spiritual father for so many years. And you were how old then? At, that all started when I was about 16 okay. and went on into 
God, till I was about 20, until I was wow. about to marry this other guy. And he even performed the ceremony. It was all oh, very <laughs> that's incestuous creepy. and messed up. And this up. is, you know, here, somewhere yep. near, nearby, here, yep. hometown California. Totally. <gasps> and, the, and when I started to kind of speak up a little bit about it, one other girl did, and that pastor fled. I don't know where he oh, is yeah. now. Last I heard, he moved to Florida or something. But no, That makes sense. I, Sorry, Florida people. Yep. <laughs> I, 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 I I'm trying to look him up. I don't know where he is, but he has no, like, there's no social media of what he's doing or anything. Huh, name was, change, dropped off the who, face of the earth. Yeah, because there was a few people that started s- stepping up. And we, you know, we grew up here. It's a relatively small town. Yes. But I know he wasn't the only one. There was another church in Pismo Beach where they were having those lock-ins, and that pastor was... <gasps> lock-ins? Yes. I've heard that word. Never I don't know. understand it, but I've heard it. Here, don't have sex, teenage kids, but we're going <laughs> to put you in a lock-in yeah. in the gym where what? you spend the night <laughs> and uh, what the fuck man? that's not gonna work <laughs> it was like a total youth group thing I've, and there well, was how many math. okay let's just let's just <laughs> slight sidetrack how many how many youth group kids do you think actually lost their virginity at a lock-in probably a lot <laughs> maybe 80 percent god <laughs> So, I mean, so many. I've heard a story after story after story. And there it, and there was so many. Um, also, in the Catholic Church, there was a local priest I know that was one of a guy that I used to play in a band with. He was totally messed up because his mom made he was an altar boy his whole life. And that guy was taking them on youth trips and camping. And one at a time, they would have to spend the night in the pastor's um, hotel room. And that point... One at a time? Yep. So okay. so say it was a youth trip, and it was like a privilege if, oh, it's my turn to spend the night in his hotel room tonight. Wow. It was... That was happening. The other lock-ins, there was youth group leaders. And a lot of times, youth group leaders are in their late teens or early uh-huh. 20s. Maybe some of them are in their early 30s. You're still relatively young, but... Especially these teens and early 20s, no offense to people at that age, but (laughs) you're all messed up. And I think that if you are restricting yourself of your natural feelings as it is, so many of them teach masturbation is wrong. Right. Then it starts coming out in these really unhealthy Mm -hmm. ways. And then you start molesting little kids. It's fucked up. So weird. It's really messed up stuff. And something I'm passionate about because I went through it, but... This is a whole nother subject, but I go to a lot of horror conventions down <laughs> south. And she said horror, not yes. horror, no. just to be clear. Yes, <laughs> was not. As in scary movies. Yes, yes, good. Scary you, movies, not <laughs> prostitute conventions. Horror movie conventions. Horror, horror. yes. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. You know, just making sure. Don't make it lost. There's this one atheist group, and I, I apologize because I forget the name of their, their group. But they they joke around about being part of the Church of Satan, mm-hmm. which really it's they're more they're just an satanic a- temple. Yeah, but oh, they, I have the coin. Oh shoot, it's not in my pocket right now. Yeah, and they love were, those guys. Yeah, and they the thing about that group of people that I really like and respect. Most of the messages about independence and mm-hmm. having self worth and value, they don't really believe or worship in Satan. Right. But one of the particular groups at this horror movie convention was <laughs> they they had a whole um, organization where they were raising funds to h- help kids that have been that are homeless mm-hmm. now because they've been kicked out of their families' homes and whatnot. That had been molested in the church right and it's everywhere we don't talk about it as much in in uh, mainstream media because we you know we want america to seem like this christian god wholesome country but that's where a lot of our molestation is taking place mm-hmm. so they're doing something about it which i really appreciate yeah, they're great if it's if it's the satanic temple which yeah. is my guess that's yes. uh, they are they're very cool totally yeah. and and i i really i got a bunch of their stickers and stuff but i think <laughs> what they're doing is really great they're actually doing something to help people in la where mm-hmm. there's a home where you can come and you know, these poor yeah. kids are being kicked out of their homes. That kid yeah. that I played in a band with, his mother wouldn't believe him, and she made him go on these retreats with that priest who was oh. molesting him year after year after year. And he's super messed up from it all. Yeah. And I've, you know, thankfully I was in a position where I could get lots of years of therapy to to deal with it, yeah. and that really helped. But not every kid can. Did did you try? So did when you did therapy, did you did you ever try reaching out to the places like? Re- covering from religion or did you find a local 
type of did you find like a local therapist or how did you go about how did you go about finding someone to help you i remember my mom just contacted my primary care doctor who got us in touch with a regular counselor um that she thought could help me in this situation that didn't wasn't religious herself and had dealt with other kids who had been molested and other things like that um i didn't go to a specific organization, but it was nice to talk to a professional who had her head on straight that wasn't pushing any sort of religious craziness on me. She was just a professional. And I went to her for years and always kind of revisited therapy through my life, which I think is awesome. And it just happened to be the place that my insurance would take because I know that's not always available to people and it can get expensive. So Mm -hmm. it just happened to be the insurance that we could... um, take but that's what i think is great about the facebook group that you guys have your atheist pastor and just even podcasts like this because a lot of times when i got out of the church i didn't have anything like that i didn't have facebook and i didn't there wasn't podcasts yet right i barely was even on the internet at that time i barely got a cell phone at that time yeah (laughs) i'm aging myself (laughs) no (laughs) oh by the way brady she's not old (laughs) i'm in in my mid-30s there you go (laughs) mid-30s I just, I remember there wasn't anything like that. So I do think it's, because I used to always joke around and call myself a recovering Christian. I was in recovery. You are. Yeah. And it's like, you are for the rest of your life. It's like you're recovering from all these years of brainwashing. Yeah. And the the church I was involved with was very culty, very culty indeed. So it wasn't just your average, like, oh, I'm not going to church on Sunday. I went to church every day. Right. And these people told us how to think and feel and Anyways, that's what I think it's great that you have this podcast and that you guys have the Facebook group where people can just and I've I've found that everyone has been very nice on there. And it's just nice to know simply that you're not alone, that there's other people who feel this way, because I remember when I did leave the church, I was afraid. I thought, oh, shit, I'm am I going to burn in hell forever? And But I had to stand up for what I believed in. And I'm like, I don't believe in this anymore. Right. This stuff that you guys are teaching is wrong. And I love my family. And then I love my horror movies and my music. Right. And I don't want to have sex with this married pastor anymore. <laughs> oh, gross. Pushing himself on me. And <laughs> yeah. I want to find who I am again. And it was a really empowering moment. But I admit I felt alone through a lot of that. Yeah. But I'm proud of myself when I look back. I was so hard at my on myself at the time, but now I can look back as an adult and say, good for you for finally getting out of that. And even though yeah. you were alone and we know mutual people that yes. were telling me I need to come back to the church, it's like, I'm, yes. s- I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I know how to think and feel for myself. And yeah. this, this shit is wrong. It is wrong. So, so I mean, I think you, you've done great. I think you're a fabulous person. Thanks. So, you know, I, I think you've done a very good job of, of getting out of there. But, yeah, I understand how that is for, I mean, there's so many people, the fear of if your entire family is in this church, you, you're, you're losing everything yeah. in some cases. You're losing your community. Then they, then they're. I don't care what they say. They are judgy. Oh, they yeah. say you leave the judgment to God, but no, they do not leave no, the judgment yeah. to God. <laughs> not that I've ever seen. Yeah. So totally. Um, that is uh, not cool. So yes, with the communities we have, just I mean, even if it's just online and you meet a few people and they make you smile for the day and they yep. you can relate to yeah. going through all of this crazy stuff and telling people that you are yeah. not a Christian yep. or a whatever, because mm-hmm. um, that's I mean, it's tough. Yeah, you know, well, you know. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's really scary. Yeah. But good for you being able to think for yourself and and get out. Yeah. Because it's not easy. You know, because you, you do, to some extent, the fear is just can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you're alone. And these people claim to be your family and you, you're around them every day and they all just start talking shit about you in a yeah. small oh, yeah. town. And it's right. like all this Well, you just it, wanted to sin, of yeah. course. Of course. <laughs> That's what the whole thing is not, about. Let's not hold the pastor not, accountable. No, no. Well, maybe, I'm just a big whore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that just, was whore that yes, time, by the way. <laughs> Exactly. So, anyway. I know. So. I'm lucky that my family was not involved with the church. So when I got out of it, they were all happy. I'm not very close with my my father, but with my mom, my sister, and my brother, 
they were all kind of rejoicing and glad to see me get out of that. So I am lucky that at least I had that support system. Yeah. And then I ended up finding my true friends, and I actually ended up apologizing to a lot of my older friends that I had kind of stopped talking to at the time because I got sucked into a cult. (laughs) And they were, I had several friends that were very forgiving and happy to have me back and to be myself and... Um, it's it's nice when you can find that support system. So even if, like you said, if just going online and seeing a funny meme yes. on your atheist pastor, and you, people that can, that they will talk to yeah. you. They they're actually quite supportive. Yeah. It's surprising. Okay, a lot so less judgmental so, so too. let's see what. Um, and actually, I have the same family yeah. experience to some extent. Yeah. And I um, when I got married a million mm-hmm. years ago now. Yeah. <laughs> I think they felt, I think it was like the opposite thing where, you know, mm-hmm. instead of becoming an atheist, they're like, you're going to go to church? You know, yeah. like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> are yeah. you sure you want to do this? <laughs> Is you your know? head on uh, So, yeah, I'm sure there's a little bit of rejoicing going on there as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there, it's just, it's kind of crazy. It's like opposite land at my house. Yeah. But what would make you call what your church was a cult what would what would make you think it is more culty than just your average church i think because for one they did want us to come every day they would call they had these revival things and if you didn't come you were looked down upon and they they would send people to your house no the lord is moving in a mysterious way you need to get to the church right now also they wanted us to give them all their money, which I think the average church, they like you to give 10% of your income, the tithe. Yep. This was very much a church, you know, we always were watching TBN Network, like, you should never give just 10%. You should be giving the majority of your income to God because they believed in the the reaping of what you sow. So say you gave $100 to your pastor that week for this special mission. They literally used to say things like oil will spring up in your backyard. God's going to start blessing you in this way or somebody's going to buy you a house next year. It was very much that type of place. Oh my goodness. But if that didn't happen, it's mm-hmm. because something I did sinful. Yeah, of course. exactly. Something I, did wrong. <laughs> something I did wrong, right? It's all this mind fuck. So, I mean, you're giving all of your money. I mean, they would even talk about old ladies giving their last penny. In fact, one of the moments that really caused me to wake up that made this culty church extra culty was there was this older lady at our church that was so sweet. She was very passionate and, you know, spoke in tongues and danced around and frilled around on the ground. She ended up getting some sort of cancer. And they kept telling her, don't respond to any treatment. Don't go to the doctor because that's showing that you don't have faith that Jesus is going to heal you. (laughs) This poor woman, she wasn't that old. I mean, she was probably in her 60s. It's like my mom's in her 60s. I don't want my mom to die. I'm really close to my mom. This poor woman died because they told her if you start seeing the regular doctor and you're you're trying to get chemo and all this regular help, then you're not having faith in Jesus. And they would lay hands on her, and they would have specialists come and anoint her with oil. So this is what took it that extra step. And I remember when she died, that was one of those moments that started to spark my brain up to be like, wake up, Natalie. What the fuck? Yeah. And I, it's sad. I look back, I'm like, this lady didn't have to die. But if you watch the TBN network, they, they preach that kind of crap all the time. And it's so sad. It's really sad. It's messed up. So that's a few examples of the cultiness. Obviously, the sexual part made it very culty. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just normal sex. It was some really weird fucking shit in the back of the church. And I, I know not every church does that. Well, I hope not. But, <laughs> but, but like, did, did anybody know about that? Did anybody else figure that out? I, I think that... Like I said, there was a couple other girls, and only, the girls were so timid and scared about it. There was one chick that I kind of confided in, and she and I both tried to say something to the head pastor, who happened to be the guy's father. And they just pretty much excommunicated us, said that we were lying, and it. we started kind of talking to local churches about it, and he was getting questioned, and let next thing I knew, he moved. 
So nothing ever happened to that guy. He wasn't held accountable as far as I know. Right. But out of all the girls that it was happening to, only two of us spoke up. And even then, we were still really scared. We could have done more. We could have gone to the police or something. But we were so scared, and we didn't want to talk to our families about it. We didn't. Right. I mean, it's like a combination of, right, embarrassing and fear and shame and yeah, all the things that are not great. Yeah, and at the time we're going along with it, but I look back as a, as you know, say I was a counseling a teenager now who's going through that. You're you're still so young at that age. You you are trusting this person who's mm-hmm. been a spiritual leader over your life for so many years, literally making you call him the spiritual father. Yeah. yeah. And you are trying to do whatever he says because if you don't, it's witchcraft and you're going to go to hell. So it's just, it's real. So this, these are the examples of what made it a little more culty. Yeah, I would, I would say that's right. Okay, so when you, because one of the defining roles of a cult is they won't let you leave. Mm-hmm. So, but they let you leave, so. They did not want me to leave, but the second I accused <laughs> the father's prodigal son of naughty things, I think they were relieved to see me go. So you figured out how to get kicked out. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> when you try to speak up and no one's believing you yeah. and... Then they're like, all right, let's let her go because I was not going to be quiet anymore. Oh, that's... And it was hard because the internship I was involved with with my friends, we were on that stupid band Mm -hmm. together too. They to this day they won't they won't talk to me. So are they still all involved or... I I don't really know. I noticed that a few of them still live around here. And it's so weird because, I mean, being a musician and a local performer and stuff, you have, like, And followers. you play, Natalie plays everywhere in this <laughs> county. So, <laughs> see, it's not hard to find. I, we, I, I've been lucky to have such, you know, with this business, I had about 237 shows last year. And it's cool to kind of create your business wow. and stay busy. And I've, next year is my 20th year teaching dance I had my first student teaching job at 15, so wow. it's like I'm lucky to do the things that I love yeah. to do in the performing arts, but um, with with the music stuff, you you get like, I guess you get followers or whatever, mm-hmm. but sometimes I look, you can see who's like watching your stories and stuff, <gasps> oh. and I notice they're like looking at my stuff a lot. It's like, oh. you would not talk to me at all, but you're still kind of following me after 13 years seeing what I'm up to. It's kind of creepy, right? That's kind of strange. I, I wonder mean, why. It's just weird. And I don't know what they're up to. All their stuff is private, and I don't want to follow. Oh, interesting. So yeah. maybe they're watching to see when, you know, you yeah. get taken to hell yep. or whatever. I'm sure they're <laughs> It's like, has it happened yet? How yeah. is this? Why has she not been taken to hell yet? I don't know. And maybe they're just <laughs> waiting. It's, it's weird how they rejoice when you fall, too. I, I exactly. remember when I left... There were certain people I really looked up to that even told me, and they even had this weird kind of smile and, like, glee in their eyes of, you do know if you don't accept Jesus as your Savior anymore, you are going to burn in hell forever. And saying this with, like, almost like a scary movie, like a creepy movie with this creepy smile on their face, like, why does this make you happy? What the fuck is wrong with you people? If you actually believed I'm going to burn in hell forever... That should not be celebrated. No. You should, no one should want that for someone else. No. <laughs> yeah. It's messed. It's all very messed up. Super messed up. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't either. <laughs> so now you're in a good place in your life, though, right? <coughs> except sorry. for the cold. Except for the, except for the cold. All Poor right. Natalie. I think I will. Um, not good. I feel, like I'm in a, I feel like I'm in a pretty good place in my life right now. I'm feeling... It's funny because I... I this last year was kind of a rough year, but also a really good year. And I'm feeling really happy. I, I love my career. I bought a house with my mom, who I'm really I'm really close with my oh, mom. Nice. Yeah, it's a long story, but I had a sister that passed away and I'm her kids are a big part of my life mm-hmm. and my mom and I are raising them and I didn't want to do it without her and she didn't want to do it without me yeah. and we kinda have our own quarters of the house. Yeah. So it all works really well. That's and great. I really like our house. It has a pool, so I'm nice. stoked about that. It's a hot tub. But um, I'm I'm kind of going through a new independent phase right now, and I'm I, I'm feeling good. Well, the breakup is somewhat recent, right? Yeah, I as went far through, as the recent engagement. Yes, I was in a relationship for about nine years with somebody who he always claimed to be very spiritual, and it's something that kind of got on my nerves. But as we got older. 
it just started getting worse. <laughs> and, and let me let me tell you, it gets even a lot worse. Yeah. So and that's what <laughs> you were you were smart to bail when you did. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it it was one of those things. And to ever since I got out of the church, I whatever first date I've been on, I feel like this is something. I do bring up, not in this detail, but from day one, I try to make it very clear, like, hey, I'm not religious and I'm not interested in anybody who wants to go down that pathway. Mm-hmm. And some people think that's extreme, but I'd rather not waste my time. I'd rather just be, I'm a very upfront person. I'd rather be upfront from the beginning yes, and make it clear, like, this is not something I can get on board with. And people are like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. I'm like, yes, right. it is. And it's going to be a big deal. Well, and you know it's a yeah. big deal. Yes. And it will get an even bigger deal totally. <laughs> if, you know, as time goes on. No, that's really smart of you. And that's one of the discussions we we have a lot of the time. Yeah. It, it comes up in the appers a lot where, mm-hmm. where we're, you know... Should I date a Christian? Yeah. And it's like, if you don't have to, no, <laughs> don't, don't, yeah. just don't just. And, and I mean, I, and I almost feel like unless you've had a traumatic experience like you, mm-hmm. if, if they grew up in like a happy church and then they kind of stray away mm-hmm. while they're in college or whatever, I think they tend to go back. And I so know. it's a little bit concerning. So it's a smart question to ask. Yes. If you want someone that is not going to be religious. Yeah. It, it, it is, and I, I just think it's important, and for me, it's such a boundary that I've set in my life that I don't ever, ever, ever want to deal with again, and I know that for myself, yeah. that I just try to make it clear from day one. Right. And when we started dating, there wasn't really the dating apps yet, like Bumble or whatever, right. so since I've messed around on those apps since, <gasps> wow. I, I have that on, like, my prerequisite if it says Christian or whatever. I'm like, nope, swiping, <laughs> but I... <laughs> It's just important. I feel yeah. it, like I totally agree with what you just said. Yeah. It tends to be something that comes up in their life. And this particular guy I was engaged to, um, I made that clear. I remember our I remember our specific conversation about it on our first date, and it came up a lot. But he started having some friends. He was involved with the AA program and NA mm-hmm. program. And those programs can be great, but something I always had an issue with is they do, they're not specific, but they want you to surrender to a higher power of some sort, which I kind of always had issues with that. But I'm like, hey, if that works for you, great. Unfortunately, it was not working for him because he was relapsing constantly on crystal meth, of all things. So um, I, I... he started literally sneaking going to church on the side with a bunch of friends. Sneaking going to church. And I found out he was like giving some money to the church and at the time Mm. we were going to buy a house together with my mom and Mm. starting our lives together and it's like you're hiding all this stuff and people think oh that's not a big deal he's just going to church. It is a betrayal of this this foundation we set. It is. Of hey this is not a road we're going to go down. And if we were to have kids or anything like that, mm-hmm. that would be a huge, a huge issue. And our poor children would probably be the ones to suffer. Well, it would turn into a tug of war because yeah. he would want to take them to church, and yep. you'd be like, "No, no, that was not the deal." And I don't. And I know for me, I don't. I don't want to have any kids because I feel like I have my hands full with my nephew and niece. You do, but yes. If, but if I, if I did. I mean, God, it, it makes me sick to my stomach to even think about subjecting my children to a, a place mm-hmm. that are, is going to tell them the things I was told as a teenager. Right. And it just breaks my heart that so many kids are subjected to these teachings that they're bad. And they, I mean, they literally say you're dirt beneath yeah. his feet and your worms and... This is not the message we should be teaching no, our kids. No, and, and the sex part of it is really disturbing. Yeah. So it's, so it's like, you know, the chewed gum, the all the crazy, yeah. well, mostly about women. Yeah. I still don't know any of their stories about men as yeah. far as if the man loses Virginia. Well, yeah. you know, boys will be boys. Yeah, they can have as many concubines <laughs> oh, well. as they want, yes. right? Oh, well, sorry. But, but if you have sex with a girl on her period, <laughs> Yo, yeah, you're well, unclean that's not, that's and blah, blah, blah. You can sell your daughter into slavery and all this stuff. It's just, I mean, I think, honestly, people who believe that are actual Christians, it's like, have you actually read the Bible? No, no, no. I really no. don't think you have. I don't think they have. If they have, they don't understand it. No. <laughs> Which is really sad, too. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a funny line. I don't know. But, yeah, the kid thing is, that's a rough one. You yeah. know, having kids and, and having to deal with, I don't know why you would do that to a kid. I got lucky, and I was not raised in the church. Yeah. So that did not happen to yeah. me. Yeah. 
but it's um you know because with the tithing to yeah. the money thing yeah what i did um okay so everybody knows i'm getting divorced yeah and um, oh, I, I hate saying this but i'm super happy about it yeah i get it <laughs> but, i feel like i'm going but, through a divorce right now right we it's, had to it's get almost his, the yeah. same yeah. well yes it's been nine yes. years but you were married a lot yeah. longer than 21 me, 21 yeah, years married a long time yes but you know but um, i feel happy too so i, get, I can I know. relate is what i'm saying well you'll have to come see my super cool new apartment <laughs> yeah but we'll get some hot younger men over that's right party well, I, i'm an oh, oh wait i'm not supposed to tell <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, no, everybody's forget that. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, yes. but yeah, so with the tithing thing, yeah. so I would just watch the bank statement and see how much you would give to the church. Oh, God. And then I would do what I called hashtag tithe matching. Yeah. And I would give it to Freedom From Religion. That's awesome. <laughs> Planned Parenthood. Yes. I remember <laughs> you know? my bandmate telling me that you used, yes. every time he would do that, you would give it to Planned exactly. Parenthood. Exactly. And like, he yeah, would still see it on the bank account. And yeah. he'd be like, ah, man. I was like, can't win this thing. And I was like, no, yeah, but dude, you give this to yeah. that church and I give this to what I think is a, a good yep. quality, you know, institution. I think that's awesome. <laughs> I applaud you. Thank you. <laughs> that's so great. But yeah, so I'm glad you're doing super great now. Yeah. You seem like you made it all the way to yes. your mid-30s. Yes. Not completely unscathed, but. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I feel like I've learned, you know, there's yeah. times that you go through such deep, dark depression and anxiety yeah. modes. And not that those modes don't come back, but you, I feel like I've learned so much and I'm in a good place to where right. I feel like, especially after losing my sister and just going yeah. through so many things, you learn to appreciate what really matters in the grand scheme of life. And yeah. this is still something I'm passionate about or that I feel like I'm recovering from. So. For example, my nephew is dating. He's been in a relationship for a year already. He's only 16. <laughs> oh, boy. But the girl he's dating is she's coming out of a very, um, the poor thing. Her family is Jehovah Witness. Oh. And they're pretty much disowning her at this yep. young age for being, she's proclaiming herself an atheist. Mm -hmm. And they are basically saying that they don't even want to call her um, their daughter anymore and so my poor nephew is like trying to help her through this and the poor thing's depressed and teenage and hormones and all that stuff mm -hmm. but I'm glad that I can just it makes me thankful going through all that stuff that I can look at them especially since my sister's gone I promised her right. body her dead body I literally held her hand and said I would take care of these kids yeah. and it makes me feel good to know like whatever they grow up and decide to be um, whatever they believe, I can just say, hey, I, I believe in you and I got your back and yep. I'm here for you. And, and you did your best to yeah, help them totally. along that way. Because, you know, being 16 is hard enough totally. to have your whole family shun you yeah, for when sure. you're 16 can't, can't be great. Yeah, totally. And it's so sad. Like, this is what religion does to mm -hmm. families. I mean... How can you, as a mother, look at your daughter who's saying, I don't think I believe in God, and say, okay, well, you're not my daughter anymore. How, how fucked do you, up How is do that? you call that love? That's exactly. the part I really don't get. How I do agree. they, how can they say this is love and that it's just a mystery? I, it makes no sense. No, it does not. And part of going to that Bible college through correspondence, uh, um, I remember we had a, a one professor, professor that came locally and he was an atheist, and he was just teaching the, the his, it was called Old Testament survey. And he would just question us constantly, and he said, about 90% of you after leaving my class aren't going to be religious anymore. Nice. And we were like, no way. But it was, it was at that time, at the end of that course, I was like, you're right. None of this makes sense. <laughs> it doesn't. And it doesn't line up with actual history either. Right. And when you start looking, that's why I joke about the, people it's like have you actually read the bible because you can't get on board with all this stuff i yeah. mean if you have a shrimp cocktail you can supposedly exactly. go to hell well no okay but so i get different answers for this one it's we yeah. don't live under old testament law anymore then mm -hmm. i will say why not yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and i don't get Jesus a straight did. answer i'm like right i'm yeah. like no he said he was uphold the law yeah which i don't even like that i know that much about yeah, the bible I know. okay <laughs> I know it makes me angry that i even know yeah. anything about it <laughs> i know but at least you're good at arguing right i am pretty I'm, I'm pretty good at at least making them go wait you're right <laughs> yeah it's true it doesn't make any sense but you know future x yeah he goes to bible study every week yeah. he's probably read that thing God only knows how many times. Yep. Well, yeah, really, God only knows how yep. many times. But, <laughs> but, <Nice. Very laughs> so, <nice. laughs> whoops, well, you know, 
Yeah. But he's still busy doing, you know, apologetics for it. He's still he's still trying to wrap his head around it. Yeah. You know, and I and in, you're in your 60s and it's like, can't you at this point, shouldn't you be like, you know what? This thing does not make any sense. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> I think a lot of times they pick and choose the parts that oh, they love and then they just focus on those. Yeah. Parts. It's but like, let's. He actually tries. Yeah. And that's what the funny part is okay. to me. It's like he actually tries to mm-hmm. grasp this concept, but there is yeah. nothing there to grasp yeah. if you're really trying to understand it. I remember arguing with this girl and I was talking about like how come it's okay for all the men that we're supposed to like look up to in the Bible, like David and David, for example, it's like he's supposed to be a great story of the Bible, but he had all these concubines. Yes. And like we were just talking about that. And I was like, but that's not right. Like, isn't that sinful? And she's like, if God says it's okay for men to have several wives or concubines, then it's fine because God is in control and he's all knowing and we need to submit what he feels is right. And like, so it's not okay for a woman to have like several hot boyfriends or whatever. Of course not. Like, no, we're here to serve the man, and we come below the man. That whole thing really oh, fucking pisses me off as a that's woman. That's great, yes. Yeah, the whole, like, submitting to the head of the ha- Fuck all that That's noise. right. I'm thinking even, of the umbrella right yeah, now. <laughs> even when I was going to church, I remember being like, fuck that. Yeah, that's right. So, so, this is not okay, but <laughs> this is how some of these people in the church feel. Like, oh, it's okay. Oh, no, that's how they feel. Yeah. I, I was there. Yeah. You know, in the biggest church in this area yeah and they're just like you know the blinders are on totally or they're pretending for the weekend i don't know but i don't don't know either it's a yeah it's very odd they're just they're almost like um stepford wives in a way for sure i totally agree but what if you said no god told me it was okay to have a whole bunch Mm -hmm. of hot boyfriends what Mm -hmm. can they say i mean how do they know god didn't tell you that i know right because they can pretty much pull anything out of their (laughs) ass at any time saying exactly God told me, is God's just putting it on my heart to fuck a young oh, man. Oh, I love that phrase. I love that phrase. He put <laughs> it on know. my heart. Yeah. To, How the fuck do you know that? <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> and it's just people just trying, you know, I remember same thing that TBN network, what was it, the 700 Club? Yeah, people oh, are oh, terrible. Oh, oh, you want to make me angry. Oh, there you God. Go. But I remember they, they do that thing at the end where they sit there and they close their eyes and they're praying oh. and they're trying to feel like, I just see a man in his chair getting out of his wheelchair right now and the Lord has just healed you from your cancer or whatever, just making up shit. Through TV. Right? Yes, yes, of course. Just through TV. You and can't people, verify that. <laughs> and they're saying, the more money you give us, the more we can heal people yeah. through our Just... But people believe it, and they buy into all this stuff. And it's like, how are we supposed to just believe that she said that? I mean, I could say anything right now and uh-huh. said that God told me. Exactly. I used like, to do that. I always said I would I would actually I would actually yeah. do that. Yeah. Like, God told me it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Even the speaking in tongues thing. I don't know if you ever spoke in tongues. Uh, no. But it's just <laughs> fucking around. And I yeah. I've talked to my nephew and niece about it and now we totally pretend oh, yeah. speak in tongues all the time as like a big joke. <laughs> we always do it when we're in public to get people away from us. <laughs> but it's like you can sit there and just make up any little you know what I mean? Yes. Oh, yeah. My daughter and her friends used to speak gibberish when they were like yeah, five. You know, it's the same the thing, t- pretty it's much. It's the same thing. And that church, another culty thing about that church, if you were not baptized with the the, yeah. the fire of tongues of God, all that bullshit, then you weren't going to he- heaven yet either. You were literally going to hell unless you spoke in tongues. That was another prerequisite. So that was another strong reason to pretend. Yes. So you're just <laughs> sitting there all making stuff up. In fact, even our band, we made make fun of it we have this saying where we go choreosakito <laughs> we just start going <laughs> off but it's like you could just sit there and make up anything come on people yeah <sighs> what was that movie jesus camp yes is that the one i think that's the scariest yeah. movie i ever saw that's a that's a really that's a horror flick if i've ever seen exactly one. <laughs> those those are the ones that really hit home more to me when i'm watching a scary movie it's yeah. when it gets to the culty stuff because it hits home yeah and it, it's scary to know you know even though i was young yes you get you fall into it and no offense to anyone who's listening say you f- fell into the religious thing in a later age and now you're coming out of it there's no shame it's sometimes we you know we just want some guidance and we want some answers especially when we're going through a hard time in life but it's if you're listening i'm proud of you for getting out of it yeah um 
But, you know, there were so many times I was just so hard on myself, like, God, how did I fall for this stuff and give these crazy people my money? But I'm, like I said, at the same time, I'm really thankful. I kind of went through it young, so now I can go back and say, okay, Natalie, it is so important to value who you are and having a mind of your own, even when I'm arguing with my dad about politics or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he recently told, pointed in my face saying, if I voted for a specific person, he would never talk to me again. <laughs> and it's like, okay, dad, I guess your love for me is conditional. And this is the dad that's all of a sudden a Christian now. Oh, Who's no. always praying for me now. Yes. But he'll never talk to me again if I vote for this specific person. Okay, so your love's conditional for me. Great. Like, why are they all like that? I don't know. I would always tell future ex, like, oh, my whole mission with voting is just to cancel out your yeah, vote. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my mom always said the same thing to dad. She, he would say, like, we just canceled each other out. She's like, I don't care. I'm still going to exercise my voice and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, good job, mom. And with the ex-fiance, same thing. And in fact, he's like, I don't believe in voting, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, then why? You're okay, fine. Cool, one more for me. Yeah, then I think he started voting just to spite me, but then he got all towards the religious conservative way. And I'm sure you can all tell I'm pretty liberal, so. Yeah, there was a church down there in South County that that actually had a sign in 2016 that said, God wants what's right, not what's left. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can <laughs> like, you oh, okay. People, it's so weird where I live, too. And there's, like, you pass the main, um, one of the main exits on the freeway. The last few weeks, there's been this huge rally of, um, it's just this church, but doing their pro-gun and pro-everything oh, really? and saying, God bless Trump and all this stuff. And it's Seriously? Like on the side of the road, I'm like, what do, you do? what do you guys think this is actually even doing? Even if it was the side that I agree with, like just waving your signs. It's not so on the side of the freeway. I don't know. But they all looked old and pissed off and angry. Yep. And clearly they have time on their hands. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. But you know what's cool? Okay, so what I think is cool is that you went through all of this, and I would say for a reason. Mm-hmm. So now you're able to help other people with the information that you've got and what you went through. And and I think that's something to be admired. Thanks. Yeah. I don't no know problem. how much I'm helping, helping, but I'd like I'd like to think I can help some people. But if, you know... I don't think you always know it when you're helping yeah, people. Yeah, that's true. That's so a good you way say to put what it. you say. You you are who you are. Yeah. And you're just a good example of someone yeah. who is not going to church. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, so you seem to be pretty comfortable with the word atheist. Mm-hmm. Did that take a long time? Are you? I mean, it's like is like if if someone walked up to you and said, "Natalie, do you yeah. go to church?" Would you be like, "I'm an atheist," or would you just say, "No"? I think I say. <laughs> I, I think I usually just say I don't believe in God. That's um, the way I put it too. Yeah, much, it's yeah. like I don't I don't believe in. Um, which uh, usually when that question is asked, it's like early in the morning when a Jehovah Witness is knocking at your door, <laughs> and I'm like, get the fuck. I don't answer <laughs> I'm the just, door. I'm, I'm a musician and I'm not a morning person, right? and sometimes I like they won't stop, and yeah. I get out there. You need that sign like, on the door that says. Awake at 11. Yeah, right? And it's so frustrating because I'm the type of person that once I'm woken up, it's so hard to go back to sleep. I don't sleep well. But, yeah, anyways, it it did, to answer your question, it did take me a while because I I literally felt like I was recovering. You're Mm -hmm. coming out of this brainwashing thing for a long time. And like I said, this was 2006, 2007, and it's 2019 now. And it's like, that's a lot of years, but I still, you still those thoughts you have to filter through your head of like okay Natalie you're not going to hell and there's even people I know who are more agnostic if you will Mm -hmm. um, which I can respect like hey at the end of the day I I don't know what happens when we die nobody does and that's I love there's a quote that says the problem with all the quotes about the afterlife is they're said by all people who are alive exactly (laughs) and it's like we, we don't know and I'm open to like my nephew and niece are starting to talk about where my nephew is more like I don't believe in anything I don't care and my niece is starting to explore the idea of maybe we um, travel through space and there's alternate dimensions and parallel universes I'm like hey that's cool niece like whatever you want I said and at the end of the day we don't know until we die and I I think she wants to believe that because their mom died 
And it, it's it's comforting to think there could be something else out there. And it's like, okay, maybe. But it definitely has nothing to do with some angry God that's going to make us be tortured right, forever. Right, right. But that's the confusing part about yes. the God part. It's yeah. not love. I don't see the love. I don't get it. No, I don't I either. I see anger and fear. <coughs> I don't either. And I, I agree. It's it's not good. And I, I hate to admit this, but as, as I have gotten older and just more sick of people i don't want to feel like i'm <laughs> shaded but it's like there there just seems more when you get into more of a logical feeling about things i'm like at the end of the day i don't i don't really think anything happens i'm not going to sit there and be hopeful for an afterlife right um i'm okay with other people thinking, oh, maybe we, we are we reincarnate. I don't fucking know. Who cares? I just, <laughs> exactly. I and at the end of the day, when people talk to me about it, at the end of the day, that's my response is, yeah. I just don't really care. Yeah. Like, I've spent a lot of my life trying to dedicate it to to Jesus at the time. Yeah. I'm over it. And I just think the value of now and living in the present and Amen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Praise Christ. (laughs) No, it's so true because, because, okay, I think there's a license to treat people worse if you think you're going to see them in the afterlife. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) So you better make amends now. Yeah, totally. Uh, You know. That's a good point. Find your people. Hang out. Be cool. Yeah, totally. (laughs) But, but yeah, it's a a different concept, and, and not knowing is okay. Yeah, totally. But you better take advantage of now. Yes, and and live in the now because mm-hmm. I grew up around um, a lot of cancer patients because my mom works oh, wow. in oncology, yeah. and I, at a young age, kind of I feel like I got that grasp of like, man, you never know what could happen. In fact, one of my best friends passed away when we were really young, yeah. who who fought cancer her whole life. We just got done with this annual fundraiser we do about her. Her name was Sam Ford, and. and she was a dancer who dealt with cancer four different times in her life, and it eventually took her when we were in our early 20s. But wow. you, I feel like for my age, I've just known so many people who've died young. Yeah. And it's, my sister was my best friend, so losing right. her, it's like you do think about that stuff and all the more reason to live in the now. And right. I think about now, too. It's like, hey, I want to make your life a legacy and make sure your kids remember how awesome you were and do fun shit with them and mm-hmm. I'm glad that they feel they can talk to me about things and they can, I mean, when they were younger now, of course they can cuss. It's a way of <laughs> describing your, <laughs> being more uh, descriptive with your words. But even when they were young, oh, Auntie, can I say a bad word? <laughs> can like, I say a bad word? <laughs> so, and I would explain, you know, that's always fine around me. Just if you do it at school, you're probably going to get in trouble. Yeah, that's a smart move. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, even now... For example, teenagers are going to start experimenting probably with things like smoking weed, for example. Mm -hmm. It's going to, I mean, that was exposed to me at probably 13, 14. But I'm glad my niece recently was like, confided in me that she had tried it. And then we were able to talk about like, okay, you tried it, but I'm so glad you could talk to me about it. But I don't want this to be a habit because you're still really young. And I, I don't want you to feel like... You're you're not motivated to do all the things you love, and your brain's still developing. But I, the point is, I'm just yeah. glad she could talk to me instead of being this angry parent type figure that's like, exactly. you're grounded for a month, and now you're a terrible person for even being curious. Kids are smarter than people yeah. give them credit for, for that's sure. for sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, a lot of my best friends are eight, so. Yeah. <laughs> so. Nice. That's, yes. funny. that's funny. It's true, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, I mean, I I don't have all the answers, but I'm just glad that they feel like they can be themselves around me. And at the end of the day, though, when it comes to are you an atheist, it's like, yep, I don't really believe in anything and I don't really care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right now, right. I want to live in the now. I do care when people, religious people, are fucking with people I love, though, and exactly. then I'm going to get angry. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. You should get angry. Yeah. All right, so I have one last question yeah. for you. So, Luke, the official Your Atheist Pastor, would always Uh ask this question. Why do you think we are not screwed after all? What do you mean by that? Why we are not screwed? Why are we not screwed worldwide? Are we not screwed? (laughs) I feel like we're kind of screwed. You're the first one to answer the question with a question. Excellent. (laughs) Well done. Thank you. I feel like right now. The end. In in fact... (laughs) 
Funny. Oh my God. I was just coughing. I'm no. sorry. It's funny. Well, I keep seeing these things for the. It's my favorite. You know, like presidential slogans. Oh boy! And it says "Giant Meteor 2020." Just, yeah. just ended already. Yeah, just ended. <laughs> like, dude, the world's so. It seems so fucked up and crazy right now. Like we're living in a bad Twilight Zone. I think it always episode. seems that way. <laughs> I guess so. I just feel like it's worse lately. But I. I'm like, God, I do to answer that, I feel like we kind of feel screwed right now. <laughs> Things are nuts. Like we have an orange Cheeto running the country. I know, I know. I know. I, know. I, shouldn't, I shouldn't get political. I, no, you know what? Well, okay, so even on, on my on yeah. my interview, I basically that was that was the beginning of the end for that was the beginning mm-hmm. of taking apart yeah. the current marriage. Yeah. It's just like I can't I can't deal anymore. Now I'm yeah. just pissed. Yeah. Now I'm just pissed because evangelicals think this is okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mad. Yeah, they're literally <laughs> for it. Yeah, and I and I I know there's a few conservative people. I think two. Yeah, that listen to this podcast. Yeah, so no offense to you guys. <laughs> no, they're actually cool conservatives. They'll get yeah. it. Yeah, cool. They'll probably laugh and okay. they'll be okay. Yeah, it's nice to yeah. just laugh. They'll be about okay, it and one of them will be like, "He's going to win in 2020." So yep. it's all good. Whatever, yep. it's all fine. Yep, totally. So Natalie says we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> are we not screwed? Are we not? Actually, you're right. Are we not screwed? <laughs> I feel like we're a little bit screwed really? right now. Who knows what's going to happen at any moment? I'm like, God, it could just be done at any moment. That's a pretty good answer. Kind of like may- it. Maybe zombies will take over. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, I hope not. Will they be the fast ones or the slow ones? <laughs> Either way, we're probably fucked. <laughs> but I love it. We're going to change it too. Why are we not fucked? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. But all the more reason to live in the present and have fun now. You know what I mean? I agree. Have fun. Yeah. Be kind. Be yes. nice to people. Don't be all judgy and mean, right? Yeah. Don't be yeah. a dick. <laughs> don't be a dick. That's actually a good motto. Yes. It's we a, like it. Being a, and that's the cool thing about being an atheist. It's like, hey, man, you could just live by don't be a dick and your life could be pretty cool. Pretty much. That's all that it takes. one thing instead of trying yep. to decipher some book that's been written thousands hey, you don't even and need thousands of years. You need to. Don't be a dick. Do no harm. Yeah. Done. Totally. You don't even have to like each other that much. No. Just do your thing. <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah, well, totally. thank you so much, Natalie. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was an honor to You're be a really part great. of this. And thanks to everybody who's part of the group because um, you only introduced me to it probably, probably about half a year ago and it's been wow. fun listening to the podcast and getting some friendships out of the Facebook group. So I think you all are cool. I hope you don't think I'm nuts at this point. But She's not nuts. I can vouch for her. Okay. Sometimes <laughs> when I'm talking, my mom's always like, you're crazy. <laughs> you talk too much. So crazy in a good way. Hopefully it was at least entertaining. <laughs> yes, it will be. All right, cool. Thanks Thank for having me. Thank you so much, me. Nelly. You yep. bet. I hope you all enjoyed my conversation with Natalie as much as I did. If you'd like to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com, your atheist pastor, or, you know, join the Yappers group if you just want to make a few new friends, Yappers, on Facebook. That's pretty much it for this week. Stay godless, everybody, and I'll talk to you again soon.